You're listening to Guest of Honor and I'm your host Nimesha Sharal. Guest of Honor is a weekly podcast featuring people from various walks of life living all over the world. Tune in as I catch up with baristas, surgeons, writers, nurses and people from many more professions. My guests and I talk about the cities they live in, the work they do, their defining relationships and finally the impact they're having in the most interesting fields, leaving you a little less bored and a little more informed. This is a podcast you never knew you needed. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Guest of Honor. Despite the fact that we all couldn't really travel in 2020, I've tried to travel as much as I can outside of Seattle uh, in the form of traveling to mountains. Um so every weekend I sort of look forward to hiking up mountains outside Seattle in the Pacific Northwest. Uh on one such weekend I was kind of picking which hike to do and I chanced upon a YouTube video of this couple hiking a magical trail around Mount Rainier. and the video was extremely useful full of tips and just very well shot without you know artificial footage which usually happens in these kind of vlogs so naturally i ended up binge watching all of their other videos from various other uh, locations and ended up subscribing to the channel called adventures of april escape well today i have with me ank adam and catherine as my guests uh so adam and catherine are an amazing couple who have backed up their life and are now leading it on the road whilst traveling all over america uh they've covered what seems like a little over 30 national parks in the states mostly living inside a sprinter van with their dog kona and they work full time jobs completely remote so today i talked to them about how they're managing all of this uh they're managing traveling during covid uh they talk about the essentials of living a van life uh, all the preparations and precautions that they've been taking for such a journey also a little bit about how they're slowly slowly becoming social media celebrities and how they kind of manage uh the kind of feedback that they get on social media so it's it's a mixed bag we're covering a lot of topics so yeah it's it's a really really fun episode um uh enjoy how are you folks doing good how are you i'm good what time is it there now it is 7:05 okay okay now yeah. we're on central time okay cool uh, where are you folks We are in Indiana at my aunt's house. Oh, okay. Um, hence the random bedroom. Okay. <laughs> We're kind of taking a little travel break right now. Mm-hmm. Just using it some time to relax and catch up on work and stuff. So we're hanging out here for a couple weeks or as long as she'll let us really. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to celebrities cuz I watch you on YouTube. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Thank you so much for um yeah, for your time. No um so could you introduce yourselves? Yeah. Yeah, we're Catherine and Adam of Adventures of A Plus K. And Kona. And Kona, she's here too. And we live in a van yeah. and we travel around North America and search we say in search of the best hikes, tacos, coffee, ice cream. Coffee, ice cream. Barbecue. Barbecue <laughs> and just ex- all the good stuff. Yeah, trying to share how incredible the US is with others. You know, we do international travel as well, not currently, but yeah. you know, we enjoy getting people excited about visiting our audiences primarily in the United States, visiting kind of places in their own backyard. Mhm. Interesting. And uh when you do these kind of interviews or when you talk to people about this, what's the first question they ask you? Oh. Oh, um, what's the favorite place you've been, I guess? Yeah, or? we get a lot of what's the favorite place you've been, which or is the, how is it uh 
another one is how is it, how is it living twenty four seven with your significant other? I guess <laughs> <laughs> the favorite the favorite questions are hard because yeah. we we love a lot of things. So for us, picking one place or one thing is so hard. Yeah. The other question's easy. We just we, we love, love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, how did you folks meet? If you're okay talking about it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, so uh, we met in uh, Austin, Texas. We both worked at um, a burger place down there, and I was working in the morning. And then it was her first week or first day. First day, yeah. yeah. And uh, she came walking by and caught my eyes. Whatever. It was love He had a girlfriend at the time, but Adam. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on. So we became friends. We were friends for about a year, and then we started dating. So that's a good moral of the story is you can get out of the friend zone, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, we were kind of always a little flirty with each other. But we started dating, and, yeah, I mean, the rest is kind of history. We did a long-distance stint in when he was in Australia and I was in Austin. Uh, we got married in 2014. We're oh. almost six years married. Wow. Um, yeah, we lived in Austin for about two years, and then we moved to Seattle. Sorry, I'm not trying to tell our whole life story, right? Now. <laughs> no, uh, I, I live in Seattle, so actually, I think that's probably how um, I chanced upon some of your videos and then became an instant fan as well. <laughs> no, Seattle's awesome. Yeah, we, we especially love, love talking to people from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you love it as much as we love. Oh, there. definitely. I think I'm one of those people who likes the gloomy weather better than the the sunny weather, so it's kind of yeah. perfect. You know. Lately, it's been very hot and sunny where we've been, and we've missed that mistiness and the gloom and Pacific Northwest just moodiness. Loved it so much. So, yeah, we're kind of with you. We did really enjoy (laughs) that, even though some people really hate it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good because um, it's it's raining, you know, eight to nine months of the year. So (laughs) that's kind of good. (laughs) So are you both originally from Austin or did you move there for work? So I was born in Arizona, and I moved to Austin when I was eight, and I lived in Austin for 16 years before we left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and moved to uh, Austin for college after 18 or 19, so, yeah. Oh, okay. So we met we met in Austin, but yeah. we're both, I guess, not originally from there. But we yeah. kind of consider Austin our home, yeah. or I guess like our Seattle, home our home, home base now that we're on the road. <laughs> So uh, is it is it something like you have left your home in Seattle uh, where it is and then you're, you've been traveling or did you just set everything, pack up and, you know? No, we uh, either sold or donated like 90% of our stuff, all the furniture, TV, a lot of clothes donated, all the knickknacks. Silverware. Silverware, yeah. Adam got a little crazy and started getting re- getting rid of everything one time. It was and I was kinda, like, we got to slow down. It was kind of fun uh, selling all the stuff and giving it away because I'd put stuff on Craigslist and people would come by and I'd wheel and deal. That was kind of fun. But one lady came by and she came for one or two things, but then she kept looking around at, and saying like, oh, is that for sale? Is that for sale? So yeah, whatever you want. So, <laughs> It was like, oh, well, I'll give you this much for all this stuff. And then Adam texted me because I was in Austin working on our van build, which we can kind of talk about. It was kind of a confusing seven months for us. Mm-hmm. But I was in Austin, and he sends me this selfie with, like, a fork and a spoon. He's like, I sold all of our silverware. And I was like, <laughs> you realize we're still living there for a few months <laughs> silverware. But thankfully, we had a nicer set tucked away that we never used. So we used that. But, yeah, he got a little uh, sales happy there. It was kind of <laughs> But 
Yeah, so we sold, yeah, he said sold or donated pretty much everything. We had an apartment in Seattle, so we didn't have like a place we owned, and that lease ended, and we, yeah, moved into the van shortly after. Sold the car. Yeah, we sold our car. Yeah, we really, like, all we own now is the stuff in our van, as well as a, f- a, a few boxes of, you know, memory stuff, like pictures and you know, documents, stuff sentimental like that. kind so, of yeah. stuff mm-hmm. at my parents' house in Austin. Mm-hmm. Wow, very interesting. When you spoke about the silhouette thing, I just remembered uh, when I was a when I was a student, I I didn't have a lot of stuff. You know, grad students usually are kind of broke, so uh, I used to survive on forks and spoons from Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> for a long time, I just, yeah, just weird memory. Um, I like it. Hey, that's resourceful. <laughs> um, when did you um, get Kona? We got Kona 2013, yeah. December 21st, 2013. Yeah. She was born November 10th, 2013. So she was about six weeks old, which is pretty young for a puppy. And we adopted her from Austin Pets Alive in Austin when we still lived there. So, yeah, she's almost seven years old. We've had her almost her entire life. Mm-hmm. She's a handful. Mm-hmm. She's pretty, uh, crazy. Has some issues, but we love her. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what kind of a dog is she? She's a, a Pit Jack Russell Terrier mix, we think. Wow. Like Dawson. Yeah, Dawson. Well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very interesting mix yeah. yeah you can kind of see a bit of everything like pit in her face but then she's like short and stubby like a dachshund and i guess the jack russell size and energy levels and the wiry fur <laughs> and yeah. stuff yeah yeah so. she has some of the bad characteristics like the jack russell we've <laughs> 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 heard yeah. interesting but we still love her yeah. <laughs> so you've had her uh before you, from before you got married yeah yep. we got yep. her i guess Almost a year. Almost a year before we yeah. got married. Before we even got engaged, really. Mm. So we were at least committed on that level. <laughs> you had to get married. You got a dog yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First comes the dog, then comes the ring. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually a very good scheme. <laughs> yeah. um, so what do you do for a living? So, me first, okay. <laughs> so I am an events manager slash marketer for a tech company. They're 100% remote, so I'm able to work from anywhere, hence the van life situation. But I got that job even before the van. Um, I, before that, I've always kind of been in events and marketing. So I had an, a marketing job in Seattle, an events marketing job in Seattle. And then I decided I wanted to have more flexibility, so I got this remote job. Then we decided to do the van thing, so it's working out pretty well. I work. You know, it's more flexible hours in an office job, which is really nice. And mm-hmm. the world kind of gone remote now anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was an easy adjustment for me, I guess, this past spring when everyone was going work from home. I've already been doing that for a while, but mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. I used to travel for trade shows and conferences, but not anymore. So my job's kind of changing quite a bit, but it's giving me a chance to learn some new things. Yeah, I was a I was a middle school and high school teacher for six years. Um, that was a lot of fun, but um, we moved into the van, so had to stop doing that. Um, and so I, uh, I I started a web design business, um, and I kind of liked it, kind of didn't. Um, but now I'm kind of doing some side projects with that for some other people. Um, but what I'm really doing now is I'm te- teaching uh, 
English online to uh, kids in China. And I actually had my uh, teacher. <laughs> you have to have like your name. Oh, um, that's so cute. Actually right here. At the moment, yeah. Yeah, and it was up here, and I was like, I'm gonna take that down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty sweet gig. You can kind of make your own schedule with that. Um, within, kinda, within, within reason. reason. Like the kids book you, so you're not like given a schedule. So, um, but it's very flexible and it's been been a lot of fun so the far. The hours are crazy. The so. hours are crazy, yeah, because you're working on their time, obviously. Right. So um, it's been very early. So some mornings started at like four in the morning um, teaching and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> sometimes I sleep right next to him while yeah, he's teaching and yeah. sometimes I go and start working. It just depends, but yeah. it's been really interesting so far. Yeah. Hey, are you picking up on uh, Mandarin maybe a little bit? Uh, no, I don't, they, I don't know that they want us, you know, asking them about something. I think it's more about them picking up English, but mm -hmm. I would like to. I, I um, when I was a, a brick and mortar teacher, um, I taught at um, a, an international school, and so it was kids from all over the world, and so I love learning about their languages and cultures and learning Spanish and all kinds of stuff, so it was, I, I, I like learning from the kids too, but unfortunately with this, I don't know that it's uh, a sort of... Uh, yeah, I think they, they, they want to yeah, encourage They want to focus English. on English, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. Instead yeah. of you starting to, I guess, talk to them in Mandarin, that would defeat the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> their parents will probably be mad that they're paying for yeah. their kid just to, to teach their native language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, would you have to do this every day, or? Um... Uh, so, like I said, the the schedule is very flexible. So I can open up like from three in the morning, probably, or even a little earlier. I, actually, you can go all night. Actually, if you if you want, you could open your schedule up. Um, it's just midday for what the time zone we're in now that the kids are asleep in China. So um, I can start very early, as early as I want. And then I think it starts back up at 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening. And you can do a all-nighter <laughs> um, teaching English online if you wanted to. But so, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And how about how about you, Catherine? Is it, is it an everyday job or do you have to... You know, you can plan when you work. Yeah, mine's more, I guess, traditional in the sense that it's a Monday through Friday gig. It's not traditional in the sense that I don't work nine to five. I work typically like six a.m. to three mm -hmm. or six a.m. to two, depending on if I take a break or not. So that gives us time to work on our travel business, which is a full-time job in itself. So I basically just work my corporate job in the morning and then the travel job in the afternoon and evenings, which is nice that I have the ability to do that because mm -hmm. working in an office, it was, I had way less time to work on the travel stuff then because I was you know, commuting and, you know, getting home at like six every day. And now I have just so many more hours to work every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's nice that you're getting to do both of it. Yeah. So, uh, I guess walk me through the process of, um, how you decided to take on this kind of lifestyle from being two people who had very, you know, stable, like, nine-to-five jobs. Yeah, um, I mean, we were in Austin, and we did a trip or two, um, and so we just kind of wanted to travel more and more, and so then we kind of thought about moving somewhere else, and then we finally decided on Seattle. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of options. We really liked it because we had visited there before, so we decided to move up to Seattle. Um, the original plan was to move 2017. Yeah. And then summer. June, yeah, summer of 2017, 
And then June 2016, the company I was working for in Austin had a surprise round of layoffs. And so I lost my job, which was very unexpected. And we had already been thinking about moving to Seattle a year from then. And so I was like, well, I think this is a sign that we need to go now. So basically we both just, I, I only applied to jobs in Seattle, not in Austin. I was like, if we're moving a year from now anyway, I don't really feel like finding a job in Austin when we're just gonna leave. And then Adam started applying and he got one super fast within like his first week of applying for a job. And the deal was if we could get one job, let's just, just go. go. The other one yeah. can figure it out. So yeah, um, so yeah we got up there and then um, there's a lot more things to do um, like hiking and um, going and seeing different towns that we hadn't experienced. And so um, we were getting really into that kind of stuff. And so every weekend we would just be out doing stuff. We would never stay home on the weekends. Um, going to Oregon, going all over Washington, uh, Canada, Canada. Back when you could do that. <laughs> yeah, back when you could do that. Um, and so, yeah, we just wanted to travel more and more, and it just kind of grew over time. And, um, you know, towards the end of our time there, we just really wanted to be able to do that, but in, like, different places all over the U.S. Not so, be tied to, yeah. like, a specific home base where we could only go within, you know, hours. Because we were doing a lot of day trips where mm -hmm. we would really really early in the morning and get back super late we would do day trips to portland and to vancouver all the time because we were trying to save money and not get an airbnb or have to stay the night mm -hmm. so we were like one reason that the kind of the van idea came about is we wouldn't have to be you know rushing through everything so much because we would have a place to stay every night we were sleeping in the back of our car sometimes <laughs> to save money so or like just camping you know doing as cheap of options as we possibly could and yeah, we just decided, you know, we want to do this more and not be limited to the location. We love Seattle. We love the Pacific Northwest. But if we wanted to go be in Utah for a month, we couldn't really do that so much before. We He was tied to a teaching job and, you know, we had an apartment, so we were paying rent. So that's kind of how the idea of traveling more came to be. Yeah. And then we were on a Labor Day trip. So I guess, I guess today is Labor Day. So uh <laughs> Two years ago now. Two years ago now. And we were in Oregon and we were, you know, he's a teacher. He has all this time off in the summer. I was just about to start my remote job. The plan was for us to basically just travel more during spring break in the summers when he had time off. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, well, why not just travel full time? We'd started to follow people who did it and we knew it was possible in some way. We just had to figure out how it was possible for us. Because, you know, we have our dog Kona, so we can't just go fly internationally all the time. And, you know, we need to figure out a way he could work on the road and, you know, make sure my job was going to be okay with it. So we ended up settling on the van idea that weekend. And we didn't end up buying the van until Jan end of January. I'm getting all my years confused. 2019, yep. right? Yep. So we had, you know, a handful of months to really, like, let the idea sit. Mm-hmm. We never once wavered on it. Mm -hmm. We not since we decided on it. Yeah, yeah we were, you know, at first we were like RV, some mm -hmm. sort of trailer, van, like all the options. But mm -hmm. once we decided on the van, we just really stuck with it. And then and from there, it was like, okay, how do we actually make this happen? And so it took us, you know, a few months to make sure we could save up enough money and you know figure out how the heck we were going to build a van with mm -hmm. no skills or tools <laughs> and. Then, yeah, figuring out where to get the van, how to make sure we we're getting a decent deal and all of that. So then that happened in January. And then we spent seven months building the thing, <laughs> which was a whole other challenge. 
What do you mean by building it? I thought the van is built. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, we bought a van that um, had nothing inside of it—a Mercedes Sprinter van, brand new, um, which is what we wanted. We didn't want to worry about, you know, any kind of engine issues, yada yada. Right. Um, van. Yeah, and it's a cargo van with the high roof, um, so it's just a big empty box basically. And mm -hmm. so um, I've maybe hammered a few things here and there in my life. I didn't have any like major skills there, so. Um, we had to figure out like how are we going to do this. Um, our first delusion was that we were going to try to build it in Seattle where we lived. That wasn't going to work because we didn't have any tools, we didn't have any skills, we didn't have know space. space to do to do. It. We had an apartment. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, we bought it in Texas, and uh, we would fly back and forth. And her dad um, helped us out big time on that. And um, yeah, we just came up with plans. I mean. There's uh, some other, there's plenty of other van lifers out there that they come up with um, like a blueprint basically that you can buy or somewhere for free, whatever. Um, and so we bought a couple to kind of go off of and modify it to how we wanted it to be. And um, so, yeah, we just kind of figured out what do we need to do first? All right, how do we do that? And just went from there piece by piece, so. So yeah, it started out as an empty cargo van, just yeah. basically metal on the inside to having table area that can table you know dining area that converts into a bed we have a dresser we have a kitchen we have a shower with hot water yeah. wow. like, you know toilet in it. it's like a little wet room yeah. uh, we have a little closet space you know other storage uh, we have solar panels on the top and a ladder so we did all of that well not ourselves yeah. my dad my dad helped so much so we built it at my parents house in austin and i would you know travel for work so i would tack on trips to austin so I'd go out, you know, for a week for work, and then I'd go to Austin for a week and work on it. We would take turns flying back and forth. Yeah, I went during, like, spring break from school, and, like, I would add a day or two on the end of that, you know. So it would be, like, almost two weeks there. Um, and take long weekends a couple of times down there. So, But we never really worked on it together. One of us yeah. would go and work on it with my dad, and the other one would stay with Kona. Mm -hmm. There was, like, one time we went together and we had someone watch Kona, yeah. but yeah, it was mostly just one of us and my dad for seven months. So we started building it end of January, 2019. We hit the road just a little over a year ago. I think it was like August 27th, think, yeah. 2019. Yeah. So we just had our one year van anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, in the van. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, you know, it took us, I guess, by the time we actually finished it, it took us a little over seven months. Uh, we did take some time off to go on some trips, so it could have gone faster, but the whole yeah. not living where you're actually building it part was definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. But we, I say it was probably the hardest thing we've ever done. Yeah. It was one of those things where everything takes much longer than you think it will. It costs Cost more. more. <laughs> um, it's just there's so many opinions and yeah. different methods you can do for everything yeah. so it's hard to filter out like what's the best way or at least the best way for you and just a lot of conflicting info so yeah it took a lot of planning i mean there's you can make it there's infinite ways of how you can build it you know and little like features you want on the inside and things like that um but you just really have to think about what you need and what you want and how you want to live your life and um Oh, yeah. yeah, kind of walk through like a day in your life and like what do you need in that van to make sure you're mm -hmm. comfortable. Yeah. There's varying levels of, I guess, like luxury in a van. Some people right. have no toilet. Some people have just a toilet. Mm -hmm. Some people have a toilet and a shower like we have. Mm -hmm. And 
before COVID, we really didn't use the shower that much. We would shower at the gym, mm. but we always thought like, let's put one in there because if we're not near Planet Fitness, because some states don't really have them or, you know, Canada doesn't have them and stuff. You're like, let's just have a shower in there. But then COVID hit and, you know, after quarantining for a few months in Austin and we hit the road again, we now exclusively use our van shower. So mm-hmm. we try to think of like, what will make sure this is the most comfortable for us. Mm-hmm. We never want to be like, I wish we would have added that. And we do have a couple things mm-hmm. we wish we would have done differently. We survive without them, but <laughs> they would be more comfortable if we had them. But for the most part, we're super happy with how our van fits our lifestyle. And that's the most important thing is not everyone thinks our van is perfect. It's not perfect for everyone, but it's right. most perfect for us. <laughs> it, it's like building a home, I guess, right? You make it the yeah. way you want it. Yeah. Some people yeah. want things one way and other people want it a different way. So if I had to ask you, what are some awesome things about living in a van? What would they be? Basically, just the freedom. Um, we can kind of pick up and go wherever we want, whenever we want. Um, I mean, sometimes we have to pay attention, or most of the time we have to pay attention to, like, cell service and things like that. So, but, yeah, it's just if we want to go to another state, we can turn it on and go. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing and then especially compared to like rvs and things like that um which you can do the same thing in that but the van there's with rvs there's you've got to you get to the campsite or wherever and you've got to set it up and make sure it's level and do all these kinds of things and if you're pulling it um it, you just don't have as much flexibility but with the van like we, we can seriously just pull up and if we're super tired just go in the back and go to sleep and then right. do whatever you need and then um but yeah with rvs and things like that you've got to do all kinds of setup and stuff so i'd say the flexibility and the freedom of it and you can take it into town you don't have to worry about that kind of a thing um it's super drivable one good thing about or one example of flexibility i guess is we were in denver and it's actually good timing because the same thing's happening to them right now so we were in denver colorado in october and it was like 80 or 90 degrees one day and then the next day a snowstorm came in and they're actually about to get a snowstorm tomorrow and today it was like 80 or 90 degrees there so it's exactly the same situation we were in in October there and it took us by surprise we did not expect that at all and our van one thing we have to consider is like our pipes freezing and you know even just driving on the snow like we don't yeah we don't have maybe the best tires for that we don't have four-wheel drive And so we ended up just driving to New Mexico, like one morning, the morning of the snowstorm, we just decided to drive to New Mexico. And then we drove back up to Colorado for the wedding we were attending like a few (laughs) days later when it was safe again. So it's like a great example of flexibility and freedom is, you know, we either didn't want to slash couldn't really get stuck in that snowstorm. So we just drove away (laughs) and we can do that whenever we want. If we, you know, we love a place, we can stay longer. If we hate a place, which never really happens, we can leave early we're never really like bound to anything because we never really have like reservations anywhere like for hotels like we kind of just every day is a different adventure and we can kind of yeah. just pick what to be also i guess it doesn't hurt to not pay rent yeah oh my gosh yes it, <laughs> Seattle, it's so expensive oh, <laughs> i mean gosh, our yeah. payment's not the cheapest thing but we're still saving so much money yeah. in mm-hmm. that sense i mean yeah. our income went down and our expenses went down. So it's about equal. People are always curious about that. Like if, you know, if it's how much cheaper van life is compared to regular life. And for us, it's about equal because we are making less than we were when we lived in Seattle. 
but we have less expenses. But for some people, it may be a lot cheaper, but that is one nice perk. We don't have, you know, water bills really, or electric bills <laughs> or any of those fun bills. <laughs> so um, how do you manage things like um, maybe Wi-Fi or something like that for work uh, if you are driving all the time on say highways? Yeah, so we have a few options. So for the most part we use, if it's just like browsing and doing like day-to-day -day things, uh, we, we use our hotspot on our cell phones. Um, we have like 30 gigs each for the month. Um, and that works out for the most part. Um, and then we also have a Verizon jetpack, yeah. which is uh, 30 gigs as well. And I think it's a bit faster. So I use that for my teaching, mm -hmm. um, which I prioritize it for that. Um, but yeah, before, you know, the COVID times we would, you know, we'd go into Whole Foods and coffee shops and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff like that and use their Wi-Fi and um, that made it a lot easier when we would upload our videos and things because we could go into libraries and all that kind of stuff. But now, yeah, um, we rely on our cell phone and our jetpack. Just Yeah, just for working. So most yeah. of our stuff. But then now with YouTube videos, they take a lot of data. Yeah. So we stand outside of libraries or Whole Foods awkwardly holding <laughs> our laptop trying to get their internet yeah. on the outside. <laughs> it's been a, or like McDonald's. We've tried that a few times. We have to get really creative now with uploading these videos, which is <laughs> It's, uh, it's been the biggest challenge. It's been the biggest challenge, I think, being back on the road um, since COVID hit. It's just the Wi-Fi situation. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to manage our internet better since we can't ever go in anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, typically, I mean, some places may allow it, but we're just not going in anywhere. So that's been interesting. Um, but for the most part, we get by. We haven't had any issues yet. Adam's teaching stuff started pretty recently, so we'll yeah. see. We're still getting the hang of that stuff. The nice thing is we can buy more data if we need it. Yeah. It's right. more of an expense, but yeah. it's a piece, peace of mind because yeah. we obviously want to make sure we stay in good standings with the, our employers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when you started uh, this whole journey, did you have a bucket list of places that you wanted to cover or did you just go with the flow? Uh, yeah, basically our bucket list is pretty much anywhere you can think of. <laughs> we want to go everywhere, to be honest. All 50 um, states, all yeah. 62 national parks. Some of them are islands, mm -hmm. so that will yeah. require non-van travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that's our like North America bucket list, yeah. All the states, all the parks. Um, I guess we're almost halfway done with it, but with it'll still yeah. be a while, but um yeah, I mean, something we've really gotten into the last, I guess, since we kind of got in the van was like finding places that um, not everybody knows about or not everybody thinks of or are super awesome places to go. And so we like kind of uncovering those kinds of places with, but that also kind of comes with some, some heat um, with people that live there. They don't want people to know about it, that it's so okay. awesome. But um, So Idaho's yeah. an example of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Idaho is a place that we didn't even know much about until we moved to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then we saw a photo and we were like, oh my gosh, that's what Idaho looks like. So we went to Idaho this summer and shared some videos from there and people were freaking out because they had no idea Idaho looked like that. We're currently doing some South Dakota videos and kind of the same thing. We didn't really know much about South Dakota and it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. We loved it. We're heading to West Virginia very soon. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of our next, that'll be our next state that we film. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know much about it either, but it looks really, really beautiful. So we've gotten really excited to share and visit places that maybe aren't as 
well-loved or like popular, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of fun for us. And the same with international travel. Yeah. We don't get to do much. We can't do that now. We haven't done much, but the places we want to visit next, we really want to visit more of the countries that people maybe aren't flocking to. At least Americans aren't flocking to. Maybe it's more <laughs> of a European destination, but not an American destination. Mm -hmm. So we want to visit some of those countries that maybe aren't as popular. And that just gets us excited. But really, at the end of the day, we want to visit everywhere. <laughs> everywhere we can, for the most part. Yeah. Maybe not everywhere in your, internationally, but in the U.S., every state national park. And yeah, just that's the hardest part of this, honestly, is just yeah. feeling overwhelmed by choices. how many we want to visit. And right. we, we have a lot of time in the sense that we can do this as long as we want, mm -hmm. but we're also limited to jobs most days. Mm -hmm. So we don't, you know, have as much time as people may think to go do stuff. So we have to really prioritize, like, where are we on the weekends and everything. Do you, do you ever feel a bit over, I mean, tired or something? Sometimes you're like, oh, I just, I just wish this never happened. I hope not, but you know, sometimes. Of the van? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're never tired of the van. No. I mean, I guess we get tired when we're working really really hard mm -hmm. um august was a crazy month for us we filmed more in august than we've i mean kind of almost more than we've ever filmed ex the exception of our italy trip that was like two weeks non-stop of filming but we filmed like 13 out of 23 days in august and compared to what we've been doing that was a lot mm -hmm. and it was a lot of like back to back to back days with a lot of like sunrise event yeah. we do everything at sunrise because we're trying to avoid people right now plus we always are trying to like avoid people because people stare at us in public and it's awkward. Oh, and like you can kind of get like we'll go to the a lot of times we'll go to the place that we really want to see for the day. We'll go to it first because then they'll have like the best lighting for photos and video and things like that. And then right. there'll be less people so you can kind of experience it on your own kind of a thing. Yeah. So Crowd, crowds aren't very fun. So, yeah. okay. we, you know, doing sunrise stuff every day, sometimes filming all day and then doing it again the next day just mm -hmm. over and over and over again it's really exhausting i mean we look tired I, I watch our i edit our videos and i just i'm like oh my god we look so tired <laughs> but that's kind of when we get a little like burnt not burnt out i don't know the right word like right now just we're taking tired. yeah right now we're taking a break for a month so no one's really gonna know because we're not gonna have a month off of videos like we have videos in yeah. line to keep being released mm -hmm. but and like behind the scenes, we're taking a month off from traveling, mostly, right. mostly. We're gonna be yeah. moving to our next destination very slowly, mm -hmm. but most spending time with family and not really being in the van even, just because we need some time to rest and catch up and you know have a steady internet, not worry about it, and not right. have to worry about charging our laptops and things like that. So right. I'd say that's what we get a little like sick of or tired of, but we're never like tired of the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We love the lifestyle. We put it on ourselves to do too much. I think. <laughs> so we just need to learn to balance it better. Um, when you started this whole lifestyle, uh, was YouTube a part of it or did it start much later on? Um, YouTube so when we were in Seattle, you know, like I said, we, we traveled every weekend doing fun stuff kind of within a few hours of where we lived. Um, and so I guess it was in the summer of 2018 when we were, you know, doing, we had our website and our blog and everything, but then, uh, we started watching other full-time travelers. Um, and so I just kind of thought like, if we're going to really kind of, 
try to grow our our travel our bit, travel yeah. brand i guess um we're gonna need to do a video probably and if i would have she would have told me that i would have needed to do that a year or two before i would have cried probably because i never <laughs> wanted to be on video so uh i bet people who watch our videos think it was my idea since i'm yeah people make comments how i do all the talking which we're trying to we're actively trying to make it more even in the earlier <laughs> videos i definitely talked more but now we're trying to make it a lot more even yeah but people probably think it was my idea but it was actually it was, his it idea. was my <laughs> idea and i like booked our name i reserved our name on uh created the account you know on youtube and in the summer and then we did but we didn't really actually get it going until october, no, november. october november and then we got the van and then we got the van a couple months later yeah so we already had the channel before we hit the road full-time yeah. And we had started filming just our weekend stuff and like a trip to Hawaii and a trip to Mexico City and Arizona and, and Italy. And then we hit the road in the van. And so from since then, it's mostly just been like the stuff we do while in the van mm -hmm. with the exception of, I think, one trip to Hawaii that we've done, um, obviously flying, not in the van. <laughs> but yeah, we had the YouTube for like a few months before we even got the van. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, was, it a, was it a moment when you felt like, you had to go to a certain place because it probably had something very beautiful and you had to do a certain hike because it would get you more, you know, traction on maybe social media. Did that ever happen to you? No. Well, I would say, I would say we, when we started out, we definitely wanted to do things that we thought maybe were like the iconic things to do places. And we still do in a sense. So when we first started, I had no idea like how people like how to like do like SEO for YouTube or anything like that. And I know that a little bit better now. I'd say when we first started, we definitely tried to focus on. I don't know if trend. I don't know what I want to say the word trendy, but I don't think we did. I mean, everything we do, like if we had a YouTube channel or not, we would do it anyways. I mean, I guess we try to do things that we really truly want to do. Yeah. But I think now we're less scared to do things that aren't as popular. Because, like, for example, like, yeah. you are kind of talking about this the other day. Like, before I might have been like, well, I don't know if anyone searches Idaho on YouTube or, right. you know, if they search South Dakota. Like, those aren't, like, the most popular states. Like, they're not as popular as maybe Washington is or Colorado or something like that. They may not do well. Maybe no one's going to search for it. That's, like, a thought I would have had before. That kind of, I guess, maybe demonstrates my thought process before that I was struggling to explain. But now I'm like... I don't really, we don't really care. Like mm -hmm. we don't care if yeah, I people don't... are searching for that because there, there is going to be someone out there that we can help with those videos. And if we enjoy it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. as long mm -hmm. as we enjoy it and someone finds the video and they see us having fun, like they'll hopefully enjoy the video too. Yeah. I mean, there's a few trends that we could jump onto that would probably grow us faster, you know? Um, but we just we for a variety of reasons we just we just want to be ourselves and do the things that we enjoy, um, and so like we would do all these things like I said, channel or not. So we try to go into every adventure and video um, with like no expectations of how the video will perform. Mm -hmm. we just want to film it, yeah. and we just want to make the best video we can, and just have the most fun we can. And try and, to share information about it that would help people go there and experience it for themselves and mm -hmm. have the best time there. Um, yeah, like, and if it yeah. does well, great. If yeah. not, okay. Like, that's fine. Like, we know that people who like to watch our channel will probably enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, Glacier National Park, for example, like, we weren't expecting those videos to do that well. Mm -hmm. um, we just filmed our trip, and 
I even remember being like, I don't even know if these are that good. And then we like, oh, they were so them. good. They've done way better than normal, which has been really surprising, but we never went into it hoping for that. No. We just want to film it. And like Adam said, like, you know, historically our van videos have performed better in terms of yeah. views, but we don't enjoy making van videos. Mm -hmm. It's just not fun for us. So we're not going to make them, even though we likely could grow faster or, you know, have more views if we posted van content. Um, we just don't personally enjoy making van videos. It's not as fun for us. We'd rather film the adventures we have because of the van. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to incorporate the van more just to show more of like how it all ties together. Like, you know, where right. we sleep at night and kind of the things we cook in the van, right. but we don't want to only make van videos. They also come with more trolls <laughs> than oh, the no. travel. So, uh, yeah, there's a variety of reasons, but we just have decided, you know, we'll do what we love. And if it means we're eating ice cream every vlog, <laughs> so eat it. <laughs> I, I really enjoy their taco and ice cream vlogs, that, uh, which are then many <laughs> videos. But, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't like taco and ice cream? <laughs> yeah. How does it feel looking at yourself on social media? <laughs> I should ask Adam this. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I mean... When we edit the vlogs, we're basically watching them multiple times. And by the time I'm done editing it, I'm like, this vlog's horrible. I'm so <laughs> sick of seeing myself. Like, this is boring. So I get all that doubt before we post it because I've seen it so many times and I'm kind of sick of myself. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like actors always say, like, they don't ever watch their own movies or whatever. But, I mean, we have to because we have to edit it. And so we won't, we'll watch it, like one time full through to make sure there's no like obvious mistakes or anything but after that you know we never watch it again um i don't know how many people really do watch their own stuff outside <laughs> of that but so that's probably not outside of the normal but at first you know i was which i still kind of am shy on camera or whatever but um i was way more reserved and and it was like cringy to watch <laughs> myself and it still can be um but now I, it doesn't bother me as much to see myself on camera I guess so um I was nervous before all this and I still get nervous and when there's people walking by and I'm talking to the camera and stuff but I'm really glad that we did do this because it kind of forced me out of my comfort zone and mm -hmm. made me grow as a person and um things like that so but um just seeing ourselves on YouTube I mean I still can't believe like we're at where we're at now you know with I can't believe anyone watches yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, and enjoys it. <laughs> hey, it is like, quality content. It's like I don't know. Thank it's you. just yeah. Thank you, and we appreciate everyone who does it. Honestly, it blows us away every day, and it means so much to us. Yeah. And it's really what keeps us going sometimes. And yeah, but it's it's just like shocking. I don't know. We would have never expected this when we started this. Like starting it was so scary and we thought maybe my mom would watch them and that's yeah. it. But <laughs> now it's, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. And it's, we've met so many people online because of it. It's just mm -hmm. been such a mostly positive experience. It's not always positive, but mm -hmm. it's mostly been a positive experience. Um, do you, you said that sometimes you, you do get trolls. Are there any yeah. funny things that you can remember from that? Oh gosh, where do I start? Um, I won't go into it because I could go forever. Oh, no. Let's just say uh, most of the mean comments are towards me. Oh. So that's really hard. No one ever picks on Adam. You guys start picking on Adam. It's not fair. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there's been comments like, I hate her voice. She's annoying. Like, 
she walks all over him. Like just always Aww. like mean towards me. And if they knew our relationship or if they truly knew us, like I'm, I'm not that way. I mean, I don't like my voice either, but I can't change it. So yeah, the comments that they're, they're just annoying because they're always like, we're totally open to, you know, constructive criticism. Like we want our stuff to be the best we can make it. But when it's just like, yeah, your hair looks dumb or, or oh. something something that just doesn't make sense like i just feel bad usually that they, meaner than that <laughs> yeah yeah but i just feel bad that they wasted their time on that like there's so many other things you can do and you decide to spit that on us so yeah we've had um some interesting ones lately i don't i i used so i, I read every single comment i respond to every single comment unless you're mean then you get blocked but <laughs> um i see regardless if it's a nicer or mean comment i see it yeah. and I used to sometimes try to say snarky things back to people because it's really frustrating when you get a mean comment and I was try try to be sassy back. <laughs> but um, I'd always like delete them right after. It was more just for me to like blow off some steam real okay. quick. Now, as soon as I see a comment's going in a negative direction, I just try to delete it. I try to not dwell on it mm-hmm. because it used to eat me alive. Like I would sit and think about these comments all day and I'd feel so horrible about myself and I would just get super down. So now I just try to instantly block the person because we don't need that on our page. Like we're not, we're not going to have mean comments on our videos. Mm -hmm. Some people might keep them because they just choose to, but that's just going to feed more mean people. So we just, I just block them now and they still do get to me and I have anxiety pretty much anytime I see we have a notification because I'm afraid it's going to be a mean comment, but People say, you know, that's part of the gig. Like, don't worry about the trolls. Like, they have nothing better to do. But it's still, like, we're still humans with feelings. And when you put your heart and soul into something and then people rip you apart or attack you personally, it's, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, it it really yeah. sucks. But it, it's getting better. And, you know, as we grow, I know it's going to just get worse. And at some point, I'm probably going to have to turn off my comment notifications. But until that day, I'm going to keep you know, responding and looking at all of them and everything. But yeah, it's a, uh, the dark side that maybe people don't tell you about mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. how cruel people can be online. And mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't say it to your face half the time. They're probably not even real. And, but yeah, it's still upsetting regardless. I mean, I'm not going to say, Oh, I'm so tough and it doesn't bother me. It bothers me. I've cried a lot. So. Oh, well, if for our listeners, I hope I hope no one ever, you know, posts mean comments <laughs> like that. And also they take into consideration how much effort the content creators are putting into yeah. all of this. And of course, if there's any, as you said, any criticism, if it's constructive, then I'm sure you welcome it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, someone told emailed us the other day and told us we need to expand our vocabulary, which that, that part might have been a little... There's truth in that. I mean, but... there's truth. It's hard to come up with... We don't have a thesaurus on us, so it's hard for us to constantly think of different ways to say how incredible something is or awesome (laughs) and they told us we should stop using one word in particular and now I'm trying to edit it out of our videos and be more mindful of it Mm -hmm. I was kind of like oh well that kind of sucks but uh, at the same time I mean there was truth to their comment and we're going to use it to make us better and we always want to you know do the best job we can when we've had constructive comments we try to take them into consideration for the future and you know we do value people's opinion but, yeah, but, but at the end of the day, uh, you just have to be yourself and you, you're not going to make everybody happy. Someone's going to be mm-hmm. upset with something that you do. So um, you just 
got to keep doing you. <laughs> yeah. He tells me that every day. No. Yeah, but it, it's, it's way easier said than done, obviously. Yeah. So. I guess it, it makes a lot of sense even when I'm picking someone to interview for the podcast. Um, a couple of my friends are like, why don't you see what's trending on TikTok or something and interview <laughs> someone based on that. But um, I guess a lot, I mean, it's not a, it's not a wrong thing to do. And a lot of people are getting a lot of followers because of it, but it's just not something that I would want to create, I guess. So yeah, yeah I kind of relate to that as somebody who puts out content regularly. It's, it's difficult yeah. to find that balance between picking something you want to create versus, oh shit, if I just, you know, make a tip about, I don't know, some celebrity and gossip or talk about my breakup, I think a lot of people will listen, but I don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We actually get scared. Like, we always say, like, we don't want to ever go viral because that's just going to be, like, terrible with all the mean yeah. people. Yeah. So, like, we like, you know, we like our really nice, engaged, quality audience. Mm-hmm. We love them, you know, and we don't want to just do something trendy just to try to, like, get, you know, be, like, clickbaity just to get more right. views. Like, that's not, that's not our style. We'd rather have, like, 10 subscribers and they like our videos and have a million and half of them are just there to be mean to us. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I even if you go viral, I hope you. I wish that you get only good comments and constructive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, we're not trying to complain. It's just no, 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 no. it's definitely the uh, the harder side of yeah. this this lifestyle of YouTube that I'm very passionate about because it's it's hard. <laughs> so, uh, who does what? Do you who edits the videos and we both film. We yeah. take turns. Yeah. We try to take turns talking. If I've talked a lot for like you know a few different segments then he'll talk a lot the next few segments we try to balance it out yeah we try to split it up and balance it out as much as we can but i mean we also again be ourselves like she's much more talkative than i am um but i'm taking this as an opportunity to be more talkative as well um (laughs) and, and share more from me but um yeah as far as like the workload though i mean she does all the editing but we're trying to get better at that workload as well. Um, so she'll edit all the visuals, and then I'll go in and, and add the uh, the music to the video. So we've been doing that for the most part the last 10 videos or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I really don't like doing the music. I think it's really hard, and it takes a lot of time. So and I like doing it. He likes doing the music. <laughs> nice. so it works out most yeah. of the time. Sometimes we have, like, uh, I'll think of something, and it just doesn't work with the vibe of the of the clips or something so we'll have to go back and redo it or whatever but uh, we'll get it right eventually um, but it's fun for me to do that um, but then uh, also so we have a website as well where we post travel guides and things like that um, and historically she's done a hundred percent of it basically so but um, now we're trying to break that up to where I'm doing kind of the rough draft of it basically and then she can kind of go in and polish it up um, and trying to get those going much faster. So the video editing takes, you know, can take like four to eight hours. And so if she's working on that, I can be working on four is a little low. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so she can be working on that, and then I can be working on these, and then we can get like a backlog of those going. And then when we get caught up on videos, she can go in and finish these up and add the photos. And speaking of photos, um, she takes most of the photos, and then going in and picking which ones. Are gonna go on to Instagram and editing those and writing the captions. She does all that, curating the feed, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, so she does ninety plus percent of it, but we're we're trying to make moves to where we're balancing it out more. Um, 
Yeah, we're just trying to be able to get more done. Yeah, trying to get mm -hmm. more efficient, I guess. Yeah, because we haven't been able to write travel guides for months just because we've been filming so much and mm -hmm. editing videos. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to find a better process. So right now, I've edited, so two South Dakota videos are out, and I have four that I've edited in the past few days. I've just ed like been cranking out edits for all of them. And then starting tomorrow, he's going to start adding the music to all of them uh, while I'm working my corporate job. So it's like we're trying to figure out the best way to, like, maximize our time, our time that we yeah. can get as much content out as possible. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, while YouTube might be what more people find us on these days, our website gets a good amount of traffic. And we want to continue creating helpful content for those people as well who prefer, like, a written content. Right. And that's kind of how we all, how we started anyway. Yeah. And it's, I love the written content because we can be so much more detailed because we're not trying to, you know, remember everything to say on camera. We can just write everything on a guide, Dang. but we just have time. So yeah, we're, we're working really hard right now to find a good groove. That way we can yeah. be as helpful as we can and put content out in as many places as possible. Yeah. So we've got all that going on. Uh, um, and so, like I said, historically she, she's done like, tons of the work or all the work basically and then i'll do kind of the the regular chores like i drive everywhere um i cook and clean and all the all the house chores and things like that so um i take care of all that um so yeah he's the yeah. best <laughs> i always say him a he does laundry he goes grocery shopping like every single chore he handles so i can just focus on either my day job or editing stuff. She does a lot of the brain work and I do a lot of the, the hands-on stuff, I guess. But it works. Yeah, I mean, it works for us. Yeah. Although I've become like less capable of making myself food. So <laughs> he's not around. Like he went to take the van in to get something done the other day. And I was like, I didn't eat because he wasn't there to cook for me. <laughs> so I've become very dependent on his skills. I used to be very self-sufficient, but now I'm just, I just work and I forget to eat. So. <laughs> Um, do you folks ever have days where um, maybe you're you're in uh, really far away from a grocery store or something? So you have to eat out of say canned food or something for a very long time. So do have you gone through those phases where you've just been away from civilization? We typically have to be near civilization because yeah. of work. We need to have cell phone service. Right. But we've definitely been in some places like when we were in Stanley, Idaho. There was no cell phone service. We had to do laundry, mm -hmm. but there was no laundromat. So we had to drive an hour to go find one and things like that. And, like, you know, find a better grocery store and whatnot. Typically, we try to always have the fridge stocked enough. That way we can eat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have that ability to go out, you know, for a few days at a time and not need anything. Um, mm -hmm. We can have enough water and food and things like that to blast and enough power. But um, we typically don't. <laughs> yeah, we typically stay close to cities during the week, which can yeah. be kind of hard because, I mean, maybe not cities, like Towns, towns, small towns, even just anywhere where there's cell phone service. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's places where there's like really, it's not, it's not like the greatest of all time. You know, mm -hmm. there's not much to do and it's not the most scenic, but it's close to something we want to go do that weekend. So we're just hanging out there to get work done during mm -hmm. the week. Yeah. And so that sometimes is the less glamorous side is when you're in places that maybe aren't as ideal, but you just have to go because we need cell phone service and the grocery store and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, have you ever faced any safety issues with the van? There was one time in, uh, we were in Missoula, Montana, and we were at a park just working, and we had the window covers down, 
and uh, we look outside. We were in the parking lot, and these we look outside, and these group of like boys are they uh, not yeah like age. high schoolers. I don't know what they were doing, but one had like a long knife, and one had it looked like a oh, pistol, gosh. and uh, they were like just outside the window, and they were like posing for a photo. And um, they seemed harmless, but you know they had these weapon-looking things. It's my favorite story. I don't know if they were real or anything, but because we still have zero clue what they were up to, <gasps> I think they might have been like live-action role-playing, LARPing, yeah. as they call it. Yeah. Um, we don't know because like he was twirling the gun. And we we're like, I don't think that's how you handle a gun yeah. if, if it's real. But we were like, do we leave? But then they know we were in here. Do we just stay and hope they don't kill us? And like, we have no idea. And we didn't really think they were, I don't know, it was one of those feelings that, like, I did have, like, a pit in my stomach, but we didn't really know what to do. They were told, I mean, nothing happened, yeah. we're alive, and <sighs> fine, but it was very weird, but besides that, not really, I mean, sometimes we're, like, kind of near some weirdos at parks. <laughs> yeah, if any time we pull up to a place, either for the night or for the whenever, and we just don't feel comfortable or see something that we don't... I don't know, feel, don't feel comfortable with, we'll just instantly just leave and go somewhere yeah. else. That's another huge perk of it. Just, again, you can just go anywhere whenever well, you need. Well, so. it's a perk until you're somewhere where there's, <laughs> yeah. like, nowhere to sleep besides that one place, and you're like, well, I don't know yeah. what we're going to do now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, thankfully we haven't had really any safety issues. Yeah. You know, we do. I feel safer having Kona with us because she's, like, a guard dog, and we have a security system in the van that, you know, isn't always on because – it would just take a ton of power, but like mm-hmm. if we leave cover in the van or if we leave the van, we can turn it on and mm-hmm. keep an eye on things. Um, so thankfully, everything's been good so far. Um, we just try to, you know, always be aware of our surroundings. And the nice thing now with COVID, I guess, a nice thing is we're always in the van. Like we're pretty okay. much always in the van when we're not hiking or eating, okay. which usually we're in the van. So whenever we're not hiking, we're in the van. So we kind of keep an eye on things more than we were before. Mm-hmm. What about in terms of uh, more animal-related danger? Like, have you ever had bear sightings or other wild animals? Safely, we have. Yeah, we didn't actually see our first bears until a few weeks ago at Glacier. Um, But they were, well, they were from the vans as we were driving, so that was kind of cool. One literally ran out in front of the van like a deer would out of nowhere. It was, I mean, we didn't have to slam on the brakes or anything, but it was crazy cool. We were so excited to see that. It happened so fast. Thankfully, no, like, weird animal stuff with the van. I actually follow someone who had a bear break into her van in, like, the Tahoe area. She thinks she left it unlocked, and the bear got in and, like, broke her stove and stuff i can't even imagine that that would be crazy um and then people sometimes have issues with like rats or mice in like rvs and stuff thankfully we've not had that issue that would be horrific we'd be mm-hmm. uh hell for a while if that was the case but mm-hmm. for the most part i mean every encounter we've had has been safe minus the time we ran into a moose on a trail yeah. that was a surprise um but we lived through that one too <laughs> yeah um, I guess you've spoken about this before um, on Instagram or I think even in a previous podcast of yours that I heard um, about traveling responsibly um, during COVID or in general, yeah. uh, not polluting places that you go to and things like yeah. that. So if you had to tell um, our listeners anything, if you wanted to share about that, um, what would you want people to mostly know? I think for like a general travel, like non-COVID, regardless of what's happening in the world, just 
please don't litter. Just don't litter. Yeah. Pick it, up your dog's poop. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't just bag it and then when leave then, it there. Yeah, and think you're going to pick it up on your way back. Yeah, they, it's really hard. And I know this is happening a lot in Washington. I don't know how often you like to hike or if you've been on any trails this summer, but I've heard the trails in Washington have been extremely crowded, yeah. extremely trashed. Yeah. And we didn't experience that when we were there this summer, thankfully, but I've seen people's stories firsthand of it happening. And that's just frustrating to see is when people don't follow, like the leave no trace principles. Um, I forget how many there are, but I mean, There's seven, I think. the biggest Could one be. obviously is like, don't leave your trash. Yeah. So for us, that's like our biggest piece of advice is just pack in what, wait, pack out What's it? Pack in, pack out. Pack in, yeah. pack out. Yeah. So whatever you take with you, bring, bring it back. It back. I mean, yeah. we've gone backpacking for multiple days with Kona's dog, multiple bags of dog poop in <laughs> our backpack, and no, it does not smell good. Yeah. <laughs> but we do it because, I mean, that's just what you do when you have a dog and being a responsible dog owner, you know. And, uh, in terms of COVID, though, I mean, when we're traveling around, it, like I said, I do a lot of the chores or whatever. So I would say just pick one person to go and do the grocery shopping and the laundry and things like that, whatever you need to do on your travels. Um, so I'm the only one that goes in and wear their mask and sanitize and all that kind of stuff and get in and get out as quickly as you can. Um, so, I mean, honestly, us being in the van is more we're more isolated than being like at our home, at our uh, family's home in Austin or relatives, something like that, because we don't interact with anyway. anybody. So the only contact I have is like the grocery store, those places, and the gas pump. Um, so, yeah. But I think, you know, we, we realize and that us traveling right now potentially is not, a, not everyone agrees with it. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're trying to do is set the best example we can of like what how to travel safely during this time you know we're not going to be like the mask police because we know that's a hot topic but we wear masks anytime we're on even on hikes if we're close to people we don't have them on when we're not by anyone because that seems pointless but when we're walking close to someone we'll put you know our buff up or our mask mm -hmm. on at the grocery store you know every place we go to has different rules so looking into the rules of the place we're going to we decided to skip new england this year because a lot of the states have really strict really tight restrictions, including like 14 day quarantines and things that we could not commit to. And we didn't feel right mm -hmm. just trying to like bypass that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're trying to look at every place we're going to and see kind of what their policies are. And regardless if they require masks or not, we're wearing them. And sometimes we're the only person wearing them and it's <laughs> awkward and it's uncomfortable and people look at you weird, but we're, we, we, we know that that's what we have to do because we are traveling to multiple places. And we also are trying to set the best example we can to people watching us, you know, to try to, you know, keep distance from people. And, you know, that's one reason why we've been doing a lot of stuff at sunrise is to just start our days early so we can try to beat the crowds everywhere and just be away from people. Um, so that's kind of what we've been doing. We've been putting a little disclaimer at the beginning of all of our videos just to, you know, show people that we don't, we're, we're taking this seriously. I know it may not seem that way because we're traveling but we're not just trying to pretend COVID doesn't exist. It's impacted our life in so many ways. It impacted us financially when it first happened. It impacted our entire life. We had to you know, live in my parents' house for a while. Um, and now, I mean, it's impacted our day-to-day -day in the van and we have it so good compared to so many people. But at the same time, we're not just trying to be out there like 
pretending it's not a real thing or it's not happening. Yeah, we don't eat in restaurants or anything, take everything to go. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So we, you know, we don't want to always be like telling everyone what we're doing because that would be kind of annoying because <laughs> there's a lot of opinions too, but we're just hoping by showing things and vlogs and stuff, it'll hopefully help people maybe be more responsible while they're traveling right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really helpful thing to do. I think everyone who's been watching your blogs, at least, there's a good conversion ratio when they when they go back and hike um, or go yeah. to any place, really. They don't really litter or they, they travel responsibly. So that's, that's a really cool thing that you're doing. In fact, it, just yesterday... Uh, I went to, have you been to Artist Point in near Seattle? Oh, I've always wanted to. We were supposed to go, but it the weather wasn't good when we were in town. I've all, yeah, oh, we've you never should. been to Mount it's, Baker. It's, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Some really nice, uh, beautiful hikes there, as you know. So yeah. there was just so much crowd and um, so many yeah. unpicked up poop, like bags of yeah. dog poop. It was yeah. just like, oh boy, no. It's hard, it's and I've, I've heard Washington's been hit especially hard. I'm in mm -hmm. some hiking groups on Facebook, and they're, like, banning you from even talking about certain hikes because they're just getting so overcrowded and yeah, stuff right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was what was nice about Idaho and South Dakota is, like, we saw way less people in those states. <laughs> so it's much easier to be socially distant, I guess. Idaho is, like, this mysterious state, right? Like, it's actually so pretty, but no one knows about it. Which is probably why it's still very pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think some people um, were like, oh, I, w I wouldn't want to tell people about Idaho. Or like, why would you tell people about that? Or don't ruin it. But, I mean, it's such a beautiful state. It's one of our favorite states ever. And we want to share that with people because it deserves love, too. We don't want it to just be our little secret. Although <laughs> we want people to enjoy it responsibly. Like, yeah. So one thing we want to start doing more of on like, our, our written like travel guides is, you know, making more of a statement about like leave no trace principles just so we can educate people on how to take better care of these places so we can still share them and not feel like we have to keep them a secret. We don't want to keep it a secret. It's our journey and we want to share every step of our journey that we can and not feel like we can't share a place because we don't want people to ruin it. So we're going to just trust that people will be responsible. Right. Um, and we also know that our one video probably won't, um, ruin it for everyone hopefully <laughs> but you know we just want to get people excited about places they haven't thought about and mm -hmm. people from idaho and south dakota have been excited that we would even visit and like speak oh. so highly of their states so we've had people on that end too so it's like adam said you can't please everyone so we're just trying <laughs> to you know encourage people to go explore these awesome places and learn about new places but hopefully pick up their trash too <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how many national parks have you covered so far 28. 28. Yeah. So, 29. 62. Oh, yeah, 29. Dunes. Indiana Dunes the other day, yeah. um, really close to my aunt's house. So, I think at the end of this year, we'll be at 33 with the ones we have planned. We're visiting one, probably a couple that we've already visited by the end of the year, but then a few new ones, too. Um, so, we'll be over halfway done, unless they add a bunch more, because they <sighs> do that. But... Yeah, and we're planning next year to hopefully visit a bunch of them, too. There's going to be some that we're going to have to just do, like, a bunch of flying trips at the end yeah. to get them all done. Like, American Samoa mm -hmm. in the Virgin Islands. But those are beautiful islands, so I don't think you'll have to twist yeah. our arm too yeah. much to go. <laughs> so what what is next in store for Adventures of A Plus K? Uh -huh. 
So we're going to go see some more family kind of here on the East Coast or Eastern United States, I guess. And then we're going to start making our way to West Virginia and um, Washington, D.C. area to do a few things. Yeah, we're kind of going to be hanging out this fall in like that Appalachian Mountain kind of region. So mm -hmm. West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, like Great Smoky Mountains type area. Um, we've explored th that area some, mm -hmm. but not as much as we'd like to and we have one of my best friends lives over there and we were supposed to see her early, earlier this year before covid so we're gonna go um we're kind of using this time the rest of the year to see a few key family and friends that we haven't been able to see in a long time and kind of get a chance to you know get some wi-fi and showers too while we're at it and then just see some new places and then yeah make our way back to texas for the holidays and mm -hmm. next year we have some really big and ex hopefully exciting plans for the van, but uh, logistically it's not possible yet. If that gives anyone a hint, um, we need certain borders to open. To make it <laughs> so um, we don't know yet, but mm -hmm. we're really excited for next year. This year has been obviously a crazy year for everyone. Things have changed for everyone. We still don't know if our fall plans will work out. Like mm -hmm. there a second wave or a lock, another lockdown and we have yeah. to go back and, we're prepared for that, yeah. but we're hopeful 2021 will be a better year for us for us all. <laughs> and um, if all goes according to plan, like we're really excited, even for just the next couple years, like international travel one day again. And mm -hmm. the problem is, like we said earlier, we just have so many so places much. and not enough so time. <laughs> so we're we're just trying to yeah. Every day it changes, so we're just trying to just. Pick a few things for now and just get excited about them and we're excited to continue sharing places that maybe aren't as popular i guess well thank you so much for your time i i no learned fun. a lot and had a great time yeah, yeah thank you so much it was awesome it was fun to chat with you and meet you yeah, yeah likewise thank you so much awesome. yeah thank All you right. have a nice evening bye bye well thank you for listening to this episode that was a wrap on episode nine of guest of honor uh, as usual, if you made it till here, let me know. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, let me know if you want me to cover certain topics. Uh, please reach out to guestofhonorpod at gmail.com if you want to collaborate, if you want to feature on the show, if you have any ideas for me. Or in general, you can you can always say hi. Uh, feel free to check out our Instagram with the same handle, guestofhonorpod. We put kind of fun trivia every week. We host uh, quizzes and polls and memes and stuff. So kind of a fun space uh, be sure to check that out and as usual if you liked it please do leave me a rating follow me on spotify google and apple podcasts and uh, tell your friend about it tell your mom about it tell someone about this podcast i will really appreciate that hope you folks have a great week ahead stay tuned for episode 10 this is your host nimisha shayat signing off